This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You are joined by myself, Lawson, and we've also got Hannah in the studio doing a fantastic job this morning. Got producer Pete on the decks, getting it done, running the computer, making sure that you can hear us, which is really nice. And if you can't hear us right now, well, then, producer Pete, you failed. But that's okay. We're sure we're sure you can hear us right now. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and it has now come time for our next quiz question. So if you want to get that one for us, Hannah, please. Sure. Question. Who had four brothers named James, Jose, is it Jose, Joseph? Oh, yeah. And Judas, um, conventionally known in English as Jude, and Simon. Okay. So this person had four brothers, mm. James... I, I would say it's like it's probably Hoses or something. I, I'm I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Interesting name, Judas and Simon. Simon. Mm. Who had those four brothers? If you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to call, and oh, that is the number to text with the correct answer. And if you text that number with the correct answer, we go into the draw to win God for us and God with us. Two amazing books by James W. Gilly. Commentaries of the books, well, the book of John. Firstly, John one twelve. That's God with us, and then John thirteen to twenty one. That is God for us. This is definitely a prize that you want, guys. You want to be yes. able to open up the book of John and see God with us. So again, 0491-064-669. Who had those four brothers? James, Hoses, Judas, and Simon. 0491-064-669. We've actually got a text that's come in from Janelle. She says, my favorite book is the Psalms with all the mm. amazing promises in it. Yeah. I agree. The Psalms is really powerful, really amazing. Yes. Do you have a favorite Psalm? Yes, I think 139. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking Yeah, it's it's really really Yeah, I I really love I really love Psalm 127. I believe that's the one that says unless the Lord builds a house, those mm. who build it labor in vain, unless the Lord, you know, watches over a city. Mm. Uh also I love Psalm 113, which is it says in verse 7 of Psalm 113 it says, "He raises the poor out of the dust and he lifts the needy out of the ash heap, that he may seat him with princes." With the princes of his people, he grants the barren women a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. And I, I love this passage because it shows us God cares for those in need. Mm. God cares for the vulnerable. God cares for the needy. And, and then you might think, hey, well, I'm actually chilling. I'm not in need. Mm. I, I have everything I need. But my friends, we are all in need. Our soul has needs. And that is because we fall short because of sin. But God, it, and that, that is very evident by the fact that we die, but God is wanting to give us something so much better. He is wanting to save us. He has died for us. He is our advocate. Amen. And that's actually what we look at this morning, mm. particularly in the book of Esther. Esther. Now, Yay. we're up to Esther chapter 3, sure. which is all about Haman's conspiracy, right? Mm. So, so when Haman brings a plot against the Jews, mm. up to this point, Esther has actually been selected and found by King Ahasuerus or King Xerxes. She's been well. She's been selected by the the governors and the servants of the king as this really beautiful girl who could potentially replace Vashti Mm -hmm. as the king's wife or as the queen of the Medo Persian Empire. Mm. Now, what did the process look like for? for Esther after this point when she's selected by them? You know, what what happens to her after they select her? Well, there's a problem here, right? Yeah. Um, um, Mordecai, he mm. obviously does not bow down. So they mm. had this problem of like persecution happening. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I probably will be reading. Yeah, we'll morning. be, yes. we'll be reading this yeah. morning. We'll be covering. Yeah. And during this time, Mordecai says to, to Esther, says, Hey, don't mm. let oh, them yes. know your race. Mm. Uh, don't let them know your background as, Identity. as a Jew. Mm. And the reason for this is very political, right? Mm. Because, if the king 
marries a person of a certain race, yes. then provision has to, or a certain background of, or from a certain country or lineage, mm. there then has to be provisions made politically in that area. The mm. queen now has some level of political influence and say, and that's why often marriages, in, particularly in ancient times, mm. and even up up until the era, the end of the era of the monarchies, mm. which was, you know, at the end, at the end of World War One. Uh, up until this time, marriage was very strategic amongst royals. That's right, because it's, oh, if you marry this person from this other country, then you you have favor with that yeah. country and, 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 and whatnot. Mm. And Mordecai, Mordecai, he gives Esther the advice saying, saying hey, don't let them know mm. your mm. racial background. Don't yeah. let them know where you're from because then we can find ourselves in a place of positive influence for the kingdom of mm. God mm. and – if if you let them know, potentially they might despise your background, you know, yeah, being a Jew. And right. we can already see here some mm. some anti-Jewish, <laughs> anti-Semitic yeah. uh, sentiments being shared in that mm. space. So we're going to be covering that. We're going to be reading that in Esther chapter three. Now, after this point, Esther is pretty much in selected. You know, she, right. she she becomes the wife here. Yeah. But then Mordecai here is uh, goes through a very difficult trial. Mm. So let's pick it up in verse 1 of chapter 3. Do you want to start in verse 1? And let's read maybe to verse... Let's let's start with the first couple of verses. Verse sure. 3. Yeah. Esther 3, verse 1 to 3. Sometimes later, King Xerxes promoted Haman, son of Ham- Hamadatha, at a... Agagite mm. over all the other noble, making him the most powerful official in the empire. All the king's officials would bow down before Haman to show him respect um, whenever he passes by, mm. for so the king had commanded. But Mordecai refuses to bow down or show him respect. Mm. Do you want to read verse 3 as well? Yes. Then the palace official at the king's gate asked Mordecai, why are you disobeying the king's command? Mm. Mm. Okay, question for you, Hannah. Yes. Why do you think Mordecai is transgressing the king's command here? Why is he not obeying Mm. uh, what he is saying here? Why isn't he listening to to Haman and Xerxes? Yeah, so that command was bowing down, right? But, Mm. like, obviously, hey, um... Uh, sorry, um, Mordecai. Mordecai. Yeah, Mordecai mm. was a Jew, so he doesn't didn't want to bow down to man. He only wa- wanted to bow down to God, mm. heavenly God, yeah. the King of Kings. So yeah, he didn't want to do that to human. Absolutely, mm. and he's very principled in this. You know, yes. it's, you can imagine like Mordecai at this point. He is a a governor. He's a he is basically a, an advisor to the mm. king. He's in this area of prestige and honor, but at the same time as uh, he needs to, to give honor to the king. And, and I think any of us in that situation mm. would be thinking like, oh man, in terms of my future influence, yeah. and so in terms of, you know, receiving promotion into mm. higher and higher areas, mm. you would want to do everything the king says. That's right. So the king thinks that, oh, oh you're a good guy. And I know mm. that this is Haman who is not the king, but it's, if you respect the king's higher officials, mm. then you can find yourself in that situation. That's right. But Mordecai, he's like, no. Mm. He, he, his principles are higher than that. His principles yeah. are more important than this. Yeah. Do you want to read for us verse 4? He gives, well, the question is asked here by Haman. He says, wait, why, why did you, why did you tra- transgress mm. the king's command? The king commanded you to bow down to Haman. Why did you transgress? Do you want to keep reading in verse yeah. 4? They spoke to him day after day, but still he refused to comply with the order. So they spoke to Haman about this to see if he would tolerate Mordecai's conduct, since mm. Mordecai had told them he was a Jew. Mm, okay, so they know he's Jewish, yeah, uh, and that this is the reason that he gives. He says, "I'm I'm a follower. I'm a servant of Yahweh. Yeah, I, I don't bow down mm. to men. This is my particular custom, you know." And you can imagine he, as a Jew, if he understands idol worship, he probably mm. would have also been like eating only clean meat. Like he would have, it, it would have stood out that this person, hey, they are they are of a Jewish background if mm. they're really practicing. Obviously, despite the fact that at this time Jerusalem is destroyed, Jews aren't really inhabiting Judea. D- Judea as a nation, and it very much Israel as a nation doesn't exist, but then Judea 
as its final holdout is also destroyed at this time. Mm. So he, he would very much stand out. Uh, and, but he's, he's like, no, I, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This yeah. is what I'm doing. And he stays faithful to this. And the result is we read in verse five, when Haman saw Mordecai did not bow and pay homage, Haman was filled with wrath. Wow. He was angry <laughs> and upset. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I could imagine why Haman at this point, he's an official. He's, he's, he's a high, high end guy, but we're also going to see that particularly because of their backgrounds, mm. Haman is an agar guy. Yeah. This very much informs why he is so angry mm. with, with Mordecai here because of the personal history between these two nations. Interesting. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 Okay, so do you want to head for us 1 Samuel chapter 15, if you can get that for us, Hannah. Mm-hmm. 1 Samuel chapter 15, and we're going to read a little bit about the personal history of this Agagite, A- these the Agagites, and we see here as well this, uh, yeah, the, the, the Jews. So do you want to pick it up for us? Do you want to read in First Samuel chapter fifteen? Do you want to read verse seven to verse uh, verse seven and verse eight? Sure. It says, "Then Saul um, slaughtered the Am- Amalekites, Amalekites from yeah. Hav- Havilah, yeah, all the way to Shah, east of Egypt. Mm-hmm. He captures Agag, the Amalekite, Amalekite, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but." Com- uh, completely destroy everyone else. Okay, mm. so here we've got Saul here, King Saul, the first king of Israel. Mm, he has right. been commanded by God to to basically wage war against the Amalekites, mm. and the instructions that are given from God is to to kill everyone, yeah. to to wipe them from, from from the earth, like everything they have, as well as well all the people, as well as everything they have. The, mm. Even even it says, don't even take their their animals, don't take their sheep, don't take yeah. their cows, yeah. don't take anything mm. from these people. Destroy them utterly and completely. Destroy them. Now the reason was is that the Amalekites were enemies with the Jews mm. right throughout their history and particularly coming into the promised land, coming into the land of Canaan. Yeah. Uh, the Amalekites very much despised the Israelites and they treated them very awfully and, mm. and they had this tension between them. Also, the Amalekites were a society of like pagan child mm. killers. Mm. Like, like, and I say child killers, you know, they were, they were sacrificing yeah. children to Molech and whatnot. Like yeah. it was there in the same way as Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. their evil had reached a limit and a point of like it's it and they won't repent you know it's it's Mm. the fact that they have committed the unpardonable sin they won't turn to god they've been given hundreds of years Mm. by this point Mm. even same with sodom and gomorrah sodom and gomorrah were giving warning after warning after warning by god the amalekites have been given hundred years of hundreds of years of warnings and warnings and warnings Mm. yet they won't turn yeah and so now justice is there because Mm. for god he's looking upon this he's like we can't keep killing children we can't keep doing this you know exactly and so judgment is brought against them and god's tool for judgment at this point is Mm. the israelite army Mm -hmm. they come in he kills all the soldiers everything but saul disobeys and he spares king agag and he actually decides to we read in verse 9 he decides to keep the best of the sheep and the Mm. oxen and the lambs and everything that king agag has he spares him and as a result Saul is rejected by God as king. Yeah. Because it, you got to think, maybe you're reading this and you're like, oh, well, isn't Saul just being compassionate? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Saul isn't being compassionate to King Agag. Saul is being greedy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and selfish. So, selfish. Yeah. Saul is doing this for himself. Yeah, you know, that's Saul right. is using Agag as a bargaining chip, mm. as a trophy mm. to display to the rest of the nations, and he's using his stuff yeah. for himself. Like, yeah, this isn't, right. this isn't, oh, Oh, why is God so evil that he, that, you know, he wants, uh, Saul to kill everyone. Now when Saul spares someone, mm. God, uh, God is angry at him. No, 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 no. This is purely selfishly motivated. Yeah. And as a result, Saul is rejected. Now Agag survives. Mm. And as a result, you have the Agagites, which are these group of people where their history is literally, mm. okay. The Israelites, the Jews, killed all of your people and you are all that is left. Would you imagine that there's some grudge there? Yes. 
there's some anger mm. there. There's mm. some sadness or some hurt. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like when God commands, it's the best for you know best for us. Yeah. And like here, God is navigating evil, mm. and like in a bigger picture, we see that God's way is the best. And mm. we we don't understand this at this point in First Samuel, but mm. then when we see um, Book of Esther, we kind of understand. Oh, mm. that's what's happening. Like that's why Saul had to obey God. That point, that's right. you know. But yeah, in the bigger picture, God's way is always the better. That's right. And、mm. now it's like you know, maybe seven hundred, eight hundred years later, later、yeah. and this has come back to bite the Jews、mm. because、mm. we're going to see as a result of this that there is a terrible, terrible、uh, consequence put on the Jews、mm. because they because. Agag wasn't killed because Agag didn't die.、Mm. The Jews are going to be directly attacked,、wow. and their their basically the future of their existence、mm. comes under fire, which is heavy. And, and also, you know, consider、uh, f- you know, personal identity、mm. and and national identity as well. You know, we can see very much around the world today. Well, if we look over at Palestine and Israel, if、yeah. we look over at、uh, Russia, Ukraine,、mm. even the situations in, say, East Asia,、yeah. it's a, it's a lot more. It's simmered down a lot more, but still tensions between China, Japan, Korea,、mm. these kinds of things, because、exactly. of war that has taken place、mm. between these nations, because of fighting, there is constant struggles of power and whatnot, and, and that's because of national identity. Yeah. And, And looking back at history and saying, "Okay, this group of people did this to us,、mm. therefore, this is the way that we're going to respond." And、yes. often it's it's revenge.、Mm. Often it's trying to one up each other and whatnot. And and Jesus very much proves like the cycle of redemptive violence、mm. is not worth it.、Mm. Yeah. Uh, there is only grace and judgment.、Yeah. Grace and judgment is that like from God's perspective, it's either. Give grace to、mm. people,、mm. allow them a second chance, or it's bring to a total end.、Mm. Rather than, oh, I attacked you because you attacked me, and you attacked me because I attacked you.、Mm. This ultimately leads to to death, to hurt, to pain. No, grace and judgment is definitely the best way to go. But now, what has been created because of Saul's failure、mm. to to basically to destroy the Amalekites、yeah. is this cycle of redemptive violence, where now they're coming back、mm. for you, and and it's. A really unfortunate situation now for the Jews. When the Jews are at their lowest,、mm. now an enemy has been brought to them to totally wipe them out. That's true. Let's continue to read in verse six of Esther chapter three. Now in verse five, when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow down and pay homage, Haman was filled with wrath. Now, do you want to read for us verse six? Sure. He had learned of Mordecai's nationality, so he decided it was not enough to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Instead, he looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout the entire empire of Taxes. Wow. wow! So he's like, imagine, you know, he's already upset with this guy. Who's this guy? He doesn't respect、yeah. me, and now he's like, oh, and he's the enemy of my people.、Mm. Now he's he's like, it, it's over. Like I'm I'm in authority here.、Yeah. I'm gonna get these guys. Yeah. Killed. Let's keep reading on in verse seven.、Mm. So, in the month of April, during the twelfth、um, year of King Zaxus' reign, lots were cast in Haman's presence. The lots were called Purim to、mm. determine the best day and month to take action. And the day selected was March seven, nearly、mm. a year later. Yeah, continue reading for us.、Yeah. Then Haman approached King Zaxus and said, "There is a certain race of people scattered throughout through all the、uh, providence of your empire who keep themselves separate from everyone else. Their laws are different from those of any other people, and they refuse to obey the laws of the king. So it is not the king's interest to let them live." If it please the king, issues a decree that they be destroyed, and I would give ten thousand large sacks of silver to the government administrators to be disposed、uh, deposited in the royal treasury.、Mm. The king agreed, confirming his decision by removing his signet ring from his finger and giving it to Haman, son of Hamadath、mm. and Agagite, the enemy of the Jew. The king said, "The money and the people are both yours to do with as you see fit." <sighs> oh, heavy situation here! Now, Haman comes to the king with a fair enough. Like King Ahasuerus, King Xerxes here、mm. 
is the king of probably at this time one of the most powerful empires in the world. And kings at this time are incredibly paranoid people mm. like in the ancient times that's why there's the the job of the cupbearer mm-hmm. the cupbearer's job they were the most trusted person in the kingdom yeah. because they would serve the king his food mm-hmm. and it was they would they would test the king's food yeah. to make sure it's not poison yeah, so the king okay. wouldn't die mm. like and they are the most trusted like the king the kings of this time and even political leaders today they're surrounded by you know security and all of mm. these things like these people's lives are very very valuable mm. but and at this time like the protection that could be afforded them like they would they were desperate for protection and then it comes to them an account a report from Mm. one of their highly trusted officials hey there's actually a group of people that will bring your kingdom to ruin of course he wants to to get rid of these people but it's unfortunate that that is coming at the expense of at this time god's chosen people who are who are on a mission to restore themselves we're going to continue to read about this right now there's stephen curtis chapman with my redeemer is faithful and true As I look back on this road I've traveled I see so many times He carried me through If there's one thing that I've learned in my life My Redeemer is faithful and My Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful My heart rejoices when I read the promise There is a place that I'm preparing for you I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face Cause my Redeemer is faithful and My Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do Every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true And in every situation, He has proved His love for me. When I lack the understanding, He gives more grace to me. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Everything He has said, He will do. And every morning, His mercies are new. My Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer. That was Stephen Curtis Chapman with My Redeemer is Faithful and True. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And now, Hannah... 
you have to get for us our final quiz question for today. Okay, the final question is: Don't muzzle which animal while it is busy trading? Trading a uh, trading out the grain. Yeah,、hmm. don't muzzle, or which animal shouldn't you muzzle when it's busy trading out the grain? Now, this is a reference to a Bible saying, or I would say it's a Bible verse, but it's kind of a it's a metaphor that the Bible uses. Actually, it says, "Don't muzzle." Such and such animal, as it's treading out the grain. If you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Of course, the answer. If you text in the correct animal, is well, you will be able to win if you answer correctly. Two amazing prizes that you're going for the draw for. It's eight forty five on Friday morning when we'll be spinning the wheel for the draw. Of course, we've got God with us and God for us by Dame, James W. Gilly. We want to give that to you. Absolutely for free this morning, but you can only get it if you win the draw, and you can only get in the draw if you answer these questions correctly. So, again, which animal shouldn't you muzzle when it is busy treading out the grain? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Listening to the breakfast show this morning, and we've seen here. Unfortunately for God's people, unfortunately for the Jews of this time. They have been targeted and、mm. successfully,、yeah. uh, they have been ultimately、uh, they will be persecuted.、Mm. Now, what's significant here about the fact that he uses the signet ring?、Mm. This is this is a really a really important aspect.、Yeah. We we already considered this in reading Esther chapter two yesterday、okay. regarding. Persian、mm-hmm. decrees. Yeah. Do you know about Persian decrees? Do you know how they work? Well, I I remember learning in K. <laughs> yeah. That it like once it's um decree is、mm. going out, then it would not be yeah um changed. That's right.、Mm. Once a decree is sealed,、mm. it can't be changed by the current king who makes it. Or future kings,、mm. like that decree forever,、yeah. is in place. Yeah, that's right. Which is pretty intense in, is in this intense. particular like, situation.、No、that's right. That's right.、Mm. Uh, this was just how Persian law worked because Persians were very much,、uh, I would say, very much understanding that、mm. throughout time the the culture of their empire could change, which could lead to its failure.、Mm. You know, and particularly as we've seen, the Persians by this point are the most powerful kingdom, yeah, most powerful empire in the world.、Yes. It has been by you know. Their their alliance with the Medes and their culture and their understanding of warfare、mm. and their laws and their society that they've ended up that way.、Mm. They don't want it to change.、Mm. So like, okay, if anyone adds a new law, yeah, it can't change. Wow, <laughs> it, it, it can't change because、mm. obviously these laws are being added to the success of the kingdom.、Mm. They can't change now. It's sealed with his signet ring here. Yeah, so that's it. That's、yeah. it. Persecution towards the Jews has been set. In stone.、Mm. Now, following this, we see in the rest of the chapter is that the letters go out, you know, and the decrees go out to the、mm. various people in various places. Ultimately, that hey, the Jews are to be killed. And now, the next chapter of the Book of Esther, chapter four, which we're going to be covering tomorrow, gets into well, the, the response to that by、mm. the Jews. But before we go there, I want to read some passages of the Bible in the New Testament. Sure. Do you want to head to Second Timothy for us? Yep. Second Timothy, we're going to read chapter three, and Hannah, if you could pick it up in verse,、mm, let's see, maybe verse twelve, yeah, and read to verse fifteen. Sure, Second Timothy chapter three, verse twelve. Yeah. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people and im. Uh, posters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been told. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus.、Mm. Amen. Amen. Okay,、mm. if someone. Harms you、mm. or abuses you、yeah. for doing something that is right.、Mm. Does that mean that the thing you did is wrong? Not necessary. No, right.、Yeah. Now I think you can do the wrong thing,、mm. and as a result, you can receive punishment. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you kill someone. You should go to jail. Like,、mm, like、mm. if you murder someone, you should go to jail. You know, if you steal things from people, 
you should go to jail. Like yeah. there are consequences for actions. But if you do something which mm. is right mm. and you receive consequences, mm. does that mean that that thing is wrong or bad? No. And the answer is no. Yeah. And we see here in this passage, it says here, <laughs> I love this. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mm, mm. Because living godly in Christ Jesus is against the tide of the world. It's, right. it's against the tide mm. of evil and of mm. selfishness yeah. and of sin. Mm. There are good things to be experienced in this world. You know, mm. I, we were talking about Christmas earlier. Mm. I look forward to Christmas, spending time at Christmas with my like secular non-Christian family, mm. right? Mm. I know they love me. I love them. We're going to have a good time yeah. together. So I can't sit here and say like, oh, you know, everything in this world is evil and bad. and da, 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 da. Mm. But at the same time, we can see that this world is tainted. It's broken. It's hurt by mm. sin. It's affected by mm. sin. And that is the direction it's going. And the Bible is very clear. Yeah. As we see see the day approaching as we get closer and closer mm. to Jesus's second coming, mm. that we will see immorality heighten. We'll see persecution of people trying to do the right thing. Mm. And it says, yeah, all who are trying to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Yeah. But the encouragement is given here. What should we do, Hannah? Should we, according to this passage, should we just say, oh, I'm being persecuted for believing in Jesus, so I should just give up? And stop yeah. believing. I should just stop, you know, following Jesus. I should stop doing the things he's told me to do. Well, this scripture really is encouraging. It says that you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. Mm. Mm. That you know that they are true. You know that um, you it's be trusted and, yeah, it's taught you. And, you know... Um, this is this is an encouragement, also rebuke mm. as well, that, you know, we, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will mm. suffer persecution. Mm. And, um, yeah, because sometimes we can be really um, tempted to be compromising. Mm. But then when we, if we want to be light, we might need to be, like, we will be different from the world. Mm. And when we're different from the world, yes, um, yeah, Satan and, um, yeah, Satan doesn't like that. He, mm. he doesn't want us to be the light to the world. Um, but yeah, encouragement is that remain faithful mm. because God is good. God is faithful. As yeah. Well. And like, and this is the, the big climax point that it makes here in this passage in verse 15. It says that from your childhood, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through mm. faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And of course, after this 16 and 17, powerful passage, <laughs> all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And, you know, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. But we see the encouragement that's being given here is mm. that ultimately what it, what it helps you to do, walking with Jesus, mm. following him, being instructed by his word and living up and following those things as Haman, mm. uh, sorry, as Mordecai was trying to do <laughs> yeah. to Haman's, you know, to yeah. Haman's rage, mm. uh, we should do it because it ultimately it leads us to being saved. The Bible says in Romans 8 verses 18, it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The difficulties we go through now, they're hard, they're difficult, but are they worth giving up heaven? Are they mm. worth giving up salvation for? Mm. And the answer is absolutely not. There is a lot of joy, there's lots of peace, there's lots of amazing things that come with a life mm. living with God. Yes. Absolutely. But the persecution that we receive also, it's not even worthy to be considered. If we're walking with God, He's doing amazing things. Hey, right now, this is God leads us along. In shady green pastures, so rich and so sweet, God leads His dear children along. Where the waters cool flow base, the weary ones feed, God leads His dear children Some through great sorrow, but God gives. 
God leads His dear children along. Away up in glory, eternity's day. God leads His dear children along. Some. Look up for your redemption draws near. Hi, this is Sharissa and Danny, your hosts for Looking Up. Join us every Wednesday between 3.30 and 5.30 for our live show. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. In His name and the power 
powerful stuff there. That's the Clark family with My King is Known by Love. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Joined by myself, Lawson. We've also got Hannah in the studio doing a fantastic job of fantastic work. And we're going to run through some answers for our quiz this morning. Now, our first one here is a fill in the blank. Can you get that for us, Hannah? Sure. Should I read all of this? Yeah, read okay. it and put the word in there. Sure. Bless is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as mm. he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began. Yeah, amazing. Mm. That's a powerful prophecy and then quoted as well in, mm. in Luke about, well, Jesus, it would be in the house of David. It would be, in, well, in the in the nation or the tribe of Judah, mm. in the lineage of David, yes. that Jesus would come. He would be a horn of salvation. Hey, keep keep getting that for us. How many chapters are there in the Book of Esther? There are ten of them. Mm. Mm. We have been going through in the lessons, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now we're up to only up to chapter three, but there mm. there are ten chapters of Esther in total. The amazing story, by the way, and I always love to say this when I read Esther. Like, if there was any any book of the Bible mm-hmm. where they should make a movie, it's, oh, it's, it's Esther. Esther. It's like. A thriller, it's like spy, espionage, you know, poli- politics. Yeah, like, that's right. There I was, love it. Yeah, there was one time in K group, uh, in a, like a small mm. Bible study group that we were talking about Esther and the new girl came from yeah. India and she was so excited and yeah. she wanted to know the rest of the chapters. So yeah. she went home and she read all of the yeah. chapters. <laughs> so that's how exciting it is. That's amazing because yeah. it's just so powerful. It it's is. such an amazing story. Hey, next one here. Joel compares an invention. Invading foreign army to what credit? Now, it was A, spiders, B, and C, locusts, or D, scorpions. What was the answer for us? It was C, locusts. Yes, they come as a swarm of locusts, which I mean, well, the thing about locusts, like why a swarm of locusts is bad, because they like eat up everything. Mm. You know, they, they take all the, they eat up all the plants and whatnot. But mm. dude, if it was a swarm of spiders or a swarm of ants <laughs> or a swarm of scorpions, that's also pretty scary. Yeah, but uh, hey, maybe we sent some uh, shivers down your spine this morning. But yeah, if it's a, a swarm of locusts, that's what the invading forces are coming for, from. And, and of course, Joel is, at, well, at that time that Joel is, is prophesizing, mm. you know, he He's, he's looking forward towards the destruction mm. of, of Jerusalem. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's final destruction. Final there, well, destruction. The, the destruction of the temple there. Hey, can you get the next one for us? Yeah. Who had four brothers named James, uh, Jose, uh, Judas, and Simon? It was Jesus. It was actually Jesus. Jesus, yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> now, Jesus was immaculately conceived. Mm. Uh, and that's mm. why the Bible calls him them his half-brothers. Mm. Like, because mm. Jesus' dad isn't really Joseph, right? It's the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, but he had these four brothers as well, James, Hoses, or Joseph, you know, Judas, and, you know, actually, if we, if we were reading this, like, as Jews, they're like, they're like, like, you know, they would, well, they probably wouldn't pronounce the J. They would have it as like a H, something like this. But yeah, James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon were his brothers. Now, there are some people, particularly Catholics, who maintain for some reason that they were, all of these kids were immaculately conceived. Mm. But no, the reality was Jesus, the Son of God, immaculately conceived. Yeah. And then James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon were, yeah, products of, of, uh, of Joseph, mm. uh, the the father there, and then finally here, don't muzzle which animal? Oh, it was ox. Yeah. <laughs> now this is actually a passage from the epistles of the Bible. You have it there for us, actually, Hannah. Yeah, First Timothy chapter five, I mm. think verse eighteen. For the scripture says, "You must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating, as it uh, treads out the grain." And in other place, those who work deserve their pay. Mm, hmm. Powerful stuff. So, well, the the lesson that's learning learning there is as we're doing the work of God, that He is always providing mm. for us. Yeah. You know, and the, the specific application was talking about the ministers of the gospel who mm. were working at the time in the time of 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 you know the first century. He's writing to Timothy as one of those mis- uh, as one of those ministers. Paul is, 
and he's saying, hey, like, don't let yourself die. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you deserve support because mm. of the work that you're doing. And it's ultimately, again, like, God will provide, God will Amen. pay when we decide to be used by him. Hey, right now we've got Cardiphonia Music with Flea as a Bird to Your Mountain.
powerful stuff there. That was Cardiphonia Music with Flea as a Bird to Your Mountain. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and you have been joined by myself, Lawson, as well as Hannah. Hannah, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, no, it's been really amazing. And, of course, I think we're going to expect you later in the week as well. On Friday. Yeah, on Friday too. So we'll see you then, which will be awesome. But before we leave, as usual, we have to Mm. give stuff to people for free. And they they don't even need to answer any questions. They don't need to do anything. All they need to do is be fast. It's a race. So get your fingers ready to text in book to 0491-064-669. And if you text book to that number, you'll win Decoding Bible Prophecy by Ron Cluzet. Now, this is a fantastic book because we live in an age of uncertainty. We Mm. live in an age of troubled times, you know, and, and, Man, I look around the world today and people say, oh, man, there's always been problems in our world. But we see those as the population has increased Mm. and, and whatnot. Those are exacerbated. Yeah, it feels, definitely. it always feels like we're on the edge mm. of something. And this book, Decoding Bible Prophecy, is making clear, well, what is that thing? What is that thing? Mm. If you want to know what the Bible says, hey, 0491-064-669, we want to give this to you absolutely for free. You don't need to answer any questions. Just textbook, be the first texter through at 0491-064-669. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Yeah, and we are going to continue on this amazing program, programming, I should say, after this. But hey, guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be 